When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is November the 5th, 2022. 417 years ago today in 1605, Guy Fawkes and a bunch of Catholic Englishmen decided they wanted to try to blow up Parliament. And because the English makes so much sense, unlike us who celebrate the 4th of July or Independence Day with fireworks and explosions, they celebrate the almost assassination of their king with fireworks and explosions. So happy Guy Fawkes Day to our colleagues across the pond. Remember, remember this 5th of November. And I'm joined today alongside Angry Mustache, Kazanier, who have been on the show for three weeks in a row now. I think that's almost a meta show record. And our favorite wormholer of all time, Mark Resurrectus. Hi. Hello, Hi, friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome okay, back, This Mark. is Kaz very angry. exciting. Brisk. It's a pleasure, of course, to be here it's, with it's, you always. It's always good to have you. It's always good to have all of our guys wearing sunglasses, especially the Pit Vipers. They are part of... Our That's core. true. That it's was the hard. It was, it was a hard one to follow, right? Mark inspired me, but I'll take these off in like two seconds. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting. I know three weeks being a record. There, I, there's nothing I love more than to sit down for an hour and talk about Eve Online, brisk, right? <laughs> right after I a day of I space meetings. And <laughs> I mean, space meetings. Space meetings have been a part of my life for so long, but this show hasn't always. So mm. I, I, I always love to come back. And hey, we've got a lot of news, right? Mm. We have a got happening. a lot of news today. Mm -hmm. That's true. Let's get to it. So before we get to the news thing, we have a little bit of a, of a sad uh, note here that I want to at least acknowledge. Um, for those of you who are members of Karma Fleet, you already know this. For the rest of the Eve community, we had a, a pretty big loss in the Karma Fleet family on Thursday. Uh, my dear friend, our dear friend, Scott Piercing O'Neill, passed away at the young age of 52 Scott was, if you had been to E Vegas, he was a fixture at E Vegas. You probably saw him driving around in his powder blue 1950s Ford. He was probably the main ride for most of us getting from the airport to whatever hotel goons were staying in at the time. Uh, Scott passed away in his sleep on Thursday of a heart attack. He will be missed by all of us. I know that, at least for myself, uh, Sadis, Merkel Chen, Anominate, Bruden, and others who were very close to him, uh, this this is a big, big hit to our, our Karma Fleet family. Um, Scott was one of my best Eve friends. I talk to him almost every day. So, Scott, we love you. We miss you. We'll be thinking of you. Tonight we're going to do a special Saturday Night Swarm on Karma Fleet in memory of Scott. Um, I would leave his picture up on the stream for the rest of the stream but every time i mentioned him on the meta show he chewed my ass out so right now he is shaking his fist at me why are you talking about me brisk i can i can hear it right in my ear right now 
So I'm going to take his picture down, but we will never take his memory down. So everybody, rest in peace, Scott O'Neill, our dear friend Piercing. We will see you when the rest of us cross that big sino in the sky. All right. Now, we have some pretty big news that was announced this week. Mm. The expansion mm. that everyone was waiting for FanFest to hear about and then was not very excited about, but it seems as time has gone on, has gotten much more excited about it, is launching Tuesday, November the 8th, which is also Election Day in the United States. Go vote. So make sure you go vote. And also make sure that you check out EVE Online for the new expansion. I'm kind of excited. I'm not going to lie. We've got a ton of news we're going to go over about the expansion. Many of this stuff we talked about last week, but we did finally get some new confirmations and some new information about what's going to be happening in the expansion that lands on the 8th of November. That is going to be our top story. So let me go push the top story button and then we'll go back to the screen. Now, here we go. Uprising. It's good. November the 8th. Jesus. Right? Isn't it scary? Yeah. It's already here. Yeah, it's not. It, it's, it, I was telling Angry earlier, we were talking about a, a, a fight that happened earlier in the year. And I, I was talking, I said, oh, maybe it happened in September. I wasn't sure it happened in October. He's like, nah, bro, it was in July. The year has blown by. It's been it's crazy, it's been cr crazy rush. But I have good news for you, my friends of Goon Swarm. Uh, and elsewhere in the Imperium, I can I can happily announce today that Eve Online is not going to die. Reddit has told me so. Things are good again. The mood is good, uh, and you know everything you read on Reddit is, of course, uh, unfiltered fact. So yeah, I mean, nothing... I get all. That's where I get all my information. It's true. Right? It's true. Yeah. That's yeah. where we all get all of our information, right? right. I mean, we, we can all on Reddit. It has to be real. I mean, they have the the best content moderation team in the in the game, baby. Yeah. So, exactly. so yeah. I mean, the vibe has certainly shifted with announcements like this, which I think is good. Right? People are happy to see this this coming out. Um, so that that's good. Uh, what what in particular has has your side of town most excited, Mark? We are the biggest thing for us is always going to be. Um, players in space right like it, there's not a well i would say between the you know the handful of new faction ships we're getting including the faction dreads which great graphic there thank you brisk this is there spectacular everybody's excited for faction dreads um there was some trepidation i think early on from some folks about how those are going to be priced i know there's still you know work in work in progress there uh on ccp's side um, but our folks definitely excited about that you can definitely change up a lot of metas right now that have, that have become, um, you know, a little heavy one way or the other. Uh, but just anything, I think at this point that is going to inspire more people to be playing the game. Um, the, the fact that people, you know, numbers are starting to come up, even, you know, especially in us time zone. I, I was saying earlier this week, I saw almost 16,000. The other night uh, in late U.S. time zone, which was kind of nuts. If you had asked me that uh, <laughs> even a month ago, we were down to almost right. 11. Um, and I it was and pretty I, bad, pretty bad. It was not good. Uh, so we we, you know, in the more people we have in space, 
the more targets there are, the more people that you have interacting with the economy. Um, you know, the the more people who are telling their friends uh, that the game is is playable again. Uh, these are all good things. So while there are not necessarily aspects of this change that are going to directly affect or, or, or aspects of the patch, the expansion that are going to directly affect JSpace. Um, right. We did get a couple of nuggets in there. Uh, I've been working pretty closely with, you know, CCP Aurora and, and the people on her team. Um, you know, we, we are going to get a freak hold change that we were pretty excited about. Uh, there may be a couple of things coming here in the next couple of months, which we're Tell also it. very excited. Yeah. Go, go ahead and explain that to us yeah. like we're five, right? Sure. I, I know that's, that's what I, I wanted to hear because, you know, right. one of the things we talked about uh, before was how when they added frigate holes, that was a big, like, benefit to folks who were defending. But it I want to hear more from you guys in particular because, you know, this was a pretty controversial change. So this controversial thing that happened when they put frig holes in. So tell me about this change and what do you think the impact is going to be? So the, the 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 thing about frickles and and the reason why frickles become such a, a hot button issue is that years and years ago, um, frickles were introduced, um, and they there was a bug in the game that allowed you to roll frickles like you could other other holes. Right, uh, the way it works is that you would have a um, you take a hick with uh, uh, I think at the time they were using. Um, the hick point because it reduced your mass so much. Um, and then later the entanglers. And then as you began the jump cycle on a frig, you would, you would get small enough that you could fit through a frig hole. And as you were getting ready to go through the frig hole, you would turn the, the, the point off or the entangler off. And as the animation was starting, your, your sides would bloom. Um, you know, you'd get a lot bigger. And so you would take mass off the hole and that's how you could roll frig holes. It was an imprecise science. There was a lot of like, uh voodoo associated with it people weren't quite sure how it how it worked but it was possible uh then they fit they fixed that bug because it was a bug um that was not an intended feature of the game and uh you could sort of have two masses at different times correct the same jump right correct now, yeah. yeah during the same jump cycle so they got rid of that <laughs> and then the problem became now you can't roll frickles period because um the frig holes have mass regeneration where as you jump the hole, uh, you know, your ship takes a certain amount of mass off the hole. Frig holes uh, natively build mass back up on top of them as you jump. And the amount that you uh, jump out is, is counteracted by the same amount of mass that gets added back in uh, through the, through the mass regeneration. So you just straight up can't, you cannot do it. Uh, some years ago, I think uh, hard knocks tried to jump, something like 200 kikis back and forth through a frick hole a couple times uh, and did not mass it. So they, they cannot be rolled that way um, at all. So the, what that led to uh, as a consequence of that is you had um, situations where, because frick holes were full life wormholes, you know, they, they, um, they were, uh, you know, they would last the full 16 hours it, they became situationally inconvenient, um, depending on which group uh, you were, you know, for a lot of, you know, because for the longest time, the wormhole meta has been, um, you know, very strictly uh, eviction focused and structure focused um, because when structures die, all of the loot in those structures pops out, um, unlike, you know, structures elsewhere. So right. it becomes, it's a, it's a huge deal because you can become, you know, fabulously wealthy quickly at the expense of another group. Uh, if you have the, 
um, the ability to do to do that. And for groups that ran a lot of evictions, um, they hated brick holes as a rule because the the holes themselves became kind of an I wouldn't say call it an instant win button, uh, but they they made it much more difficult because it's a lot harder uh, to execute the eviction and lock down the way you need to correct same time to finally walk away with all of the loot that's on the table. You need to have control from the beginning to the end, and the frigate hole jack setup is what you're saying. The frigate hole is is a leak in the bucket that you cannot yeah. you cannot mm -hmm. uh, you know put some <clears throat> some tape over or you know or fill in somehow. Yeah, um, forgive me for illustrating this to our dumb no no this ship here this is this is great cool. no this yeah. is this is fine so um what would happen in a lot of cases is you know, during the, the course of an eviction a lot of times you'll hear people talk about hole control uh hole control is just the act of making sure that either you know who can or can't get out of a hole uh, or making sure people can or cannot get out of a hole and what that means is um because you can roll wormholes um you know you can put just enough mass on the hole that uh, the next jump through it will kill it. And then you just kind of sit there and look at it. And if anybody <laughs> approaches it from either side, uh, who's not supposed to be there, uh, you can jump back through and close the hole in their face. Um, and, and, and a lot of evictions uh, that I've been on, that is that becomes the most tedious part of the process is sitting there looking at wormholes for 24 hours, 48 hours, uh, however long you need to, you need to do this to accomplish you know, the goal of either keeping people out or keeping people in. Um, and frig holes were a, a, a way around that that does not have any counterplay because they can't be, um, you know, you can't, uh, can't roll them. Can't roll, not them. rollable. Can't roll them. And since the, sh since the shuttle change, uh, since shuttles are, are natively interdictable. Yeah. yeah nullified right. Can't now. stop them coming in. Correct. It became a problem. So, uh, you had basically 60, you know, if you were a defender, as long as you had a, you know, a big stockpile of ships that you've had, you know, years and years to pile up in your home, in your fort or whatever, um, you know, you could just get on the phone with your, your friends or call up, you know, your local no block with, you know, 200 key keys or however many thrashers they want to shove through the frig hole. I've never, I've never had anyone call me for something I know, like that very that I would strange. name publicly. Very <clears throat> It's I, I can't think of a time it's ever happened in J-Space, to be honest with you. I'm sure this is just speculation. <laughs> but, but, and goons would certainly have nothing to do with that. Uh, but it, 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 it was a, it was an inconvenience. Um, the bigger issue, of course, uh, people always had were with uh, J-Space to K-Space frig holes. Uh, because you can't control a system, you can't put, you know, you can't do whole control in a in a system in K space. Um, you can't lock down the gates. Uh, but J space to J space for holes were kind of cool because you could have uh, groups who would roll into a J. You know, you would get a a, a frigate hold to a J space system, and then you had to have effectively doing whole control on two fronts. Right, you had to do it in the hole that you're evicting and the hole that you have now connected to that was right. kind of cool it was In, also, internally it creates a sort of you have to control two slices of terrain and it works differently than when it's an uncontrolled k connection right? correct yeah correct so in summary this was inconvenient there wasn't any kind of play to it uh you know there was a lot of mixed feelings about these what we've done is we've been able to uh, work out a compromise where the frigate holes themselves still exist they're not going away um they are uh, you know, they still cannot be rolled. You can still push as much mass through them as you want, as long as that mass is, you know, destroyer size or below. The only difference now is that they are uh, considerably less, they, 
their life is considerably shorter. Uh, okay. you know, they they went from being 16 hour holes to I think we agreed on five hours at the end. Um, so five hours, four hours is effectively end of life uh, for wormholes. Um, you know, and and there's some you know. Uh, the way it works is there's some variation in there for sure. But what that means is that you, you as a defender, you still have the option of using those frick holes. In fact, you're going to get more frick holes now. Um, you know, you, you're, you are more likely because of the way frick hole mechanics works to, to have more spawns, but yeah. mm -hmm. holes you get, the holes you get will not last long as long as they did previously. Yeah. So it, it just requires the defenders to be a little bit more reactive. It requires a little bit more counterplay. It is not just an RNG fuck you button. And that's, that's the ball game, you know? So yeah, we're excited about it. We think it's a good change. Uh, I shout out to CCP Aurora uh, for being, you know, pretty cool about this one. Uh, we worked, we worked pretty hard, bounced a couple things back and forth and we're, we're really pretty happy with where we ended up. Yeah, so with the expansion being announced on November or for November the 8th, we have the new ships. We have a bunch of new stuff, but we have controversy, of course, because we can never not have any kind of Always. controversy. Now, last week Always. we talked about this a little bit, but we didn't have a lot of information because all we were going on were a couple of lines in Hobo Leaks talking about the ch changes to tethering uh -huh, and yes. docking for gankers. So, but we finally, we actually got information this week from CCP about the ganking nerf that we saw, or at least we thought we saw on CC. And it turns out just for the record, all the people that were telling me, Brisk, why are you giving bad information? Brisk, you don't know what you're talking about. I was right. He was right. Obviously was right. I was right. Why would I be giving bad? I, of course I knew about this ahead of time. Why would I be telling you Not bad information, you dummies? I want to clarify. Please continue. Anyway, so we got this information, and I think it's it's very interesting because I am not sold that this is going to do what they think it's going to do. But I'll walk you through what it is, and then we can have a conversation about it. So what they're saying is, according to CCP, they are very concerned about griefing of new players and low-value targets, the risk versus reward dynamic of Abyssal Dead Space filaments, and the shortage of legitimate player targets in high security space. I think those are all legitimate issues. And I think the changes that we're going to talk about to Abyssal Dead Space, 100% in favor. These are great. But the ganking nerfs, I don't think they're going to get the, uh, the outcome that they are expecting. And here's why. So they talk about griefing versus ganking in this dev blog. And they say flat out, it's important to distinguish between high sec ganking and griefing. Ganking is a valid and necessary play style. They said it. Anybody that wants to complain anymore, CCP has flat out said high sec ganking is okay. Now this is what they say, but they just kind of made it almost impossible to do for a variety of reasons. And I'll get to that in a second, but they at least have acknowledged and said ganking is okay. Now, their big concern is that suicide ganking that impacts relatively cheap ships, say the new bro and adventure, that's what they don't like. They consider that to be griefing. They don't have a problem with ganking the expensive stuff that people use to make money. And because it's fun, I've done it. Kaz has done it. Angry's done it. I'm, I don't, Mark, have you ever been ganking? I have ganked. Yes. We've all ganked. It's all, it's fun. It's fun to do. It is fun. 
And one of the things that I have heard constantly and consistently, and I think this is why it ended up being this way, is throughout time, the biggest complaint that we have heard from the anti-ganking community in regards to ganking is there's no real penalty for ganking. What's the penalty? Well, you get a negative sex status. Nobody cares. That's not a big deal. It doesn't stop you from doing anything. Sure, you can't sit in space for a minute or two, or else the faction police will blow you up, depending on the system uh, uh, security level. But that's easy. And if you're tethered on a structure, they won't attack you anyway, and they won't attack you if you're in a pod. So what's the what's the negative downhill? What's the negative downhill for this? What's what's the point? You know why? What is so bad about being a criminal? Yes, sure, other people can attack you, but if you're dumb. Th then you might get attacked. If you're smart, you're never going to get attacked. And that was the case for most of these gankers, because the gankers, at least in my opinion, tend to be very smart players. They are veterans who know what they're doing. So they get around pretty well, and they don't uh, make stupid mistakes all the time. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But not like sitting in space and waiting for FACPO to come blow them up and then letting a player come in and pod them in an expensive pod. They're not going to do that. They're not that dumb. So... Players would complain, and they complained to me, and they complained to Mark, and they complained to Angry, and they complained to Kazanier. They complained to every CSM member, probably in the history of the CSM, about how ganking is ruining the game. Yet here we are 20 years later, and the game is still here. Now, and I, I don't make any bones about this. You guys know full well I am pro-ganker, all right, because I think they're a part of the DNA of the game. We've had this before. Some people get mad at me. Brisk, you're not showing both sides of the story. That's fine. I make jokes about us being fair and balanced, but we're not. This is the meta show. You guys know that. But my point here is, if the if CCP wants to make a delineation between ganking and griefing, that's fine. I think we're all in favor of that. We don't want new bros quitting the game because they got ganked in a ship they can't easily replace, especially with scarcity. But so the solution to the ganking issue that CCP has come up with is pretty significant and it's pretty not targeted just at high sec ganking so essentially what happens now is if your security status is too low low enough for example that the faction police would attack you in a certain system on site you can no longer tether on a citadel you can no longer dock in a ship in a citadel or a station Anywhere in those systems. So, for example, if you have a negative security status of, of two or below, negative two or below, you can't dock in JITA in a ship. Everybody can attack you because that's the nature of it. You're an outlaw, so you can get attacked. And the faction police, if you're in a ship, if you stop for more than a couple seconds, is going to land on you and blow you up. But now you can't tether at all, and you can't dock in a ship. It goes... The lower you get, the worse it gets. So for those who are negative four and a half or, you know, anybody that's negative 10, which is most of the gankers, even in the most dangerous high sex systems, you're not going to be able to dock or tether. That is a pretty significant, pretty significant change that is yeah. going to cause a lot of problems, especially on the high sec ganking side. And it's also going to have an inordinate impact, in my opinion, on low sec. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely substantial to say, okay, we're going to take and make security status matter the way it was, air quotes, originally intended, right? Yeah. Of course, some of these mechanics already existed, right? You would already be chased, chased by the FACPO, right? You were already an outlaw that could be shot, right, uh, at minus five. 
and would also get chased. Uh, so some of this is sort of unwinding. They, you know, uh, a Citadel-related power creep to an extent that you have Tether and, and removing docking is sort of along the same lines, trying to make it so you really are on the run. But it's a dramatic sort of change in the, the breadth of the player base it affects. There's a lot of people who have been just ignoring their sex status because they could basically get by. They could get into high sec, get their crap, and leave, even and it didn't really matter, right? And so what I have noticed in looking into it is that actually the amount of security status you lose for every single new aggress, every single criminal action is really dramatically high. Uh, and there's no real discounting for anything except the security of the system that you're doing it in, and that's only linear, right? So they actually, I think there's a real case for them to look at the formula again and give pretty deep discounts if you're, for example, shooting somebody else who has low security status, right? Maybe it should be that actually that you you only take a significant hit if you're shooting at someone who's a really good citizen, right? They have their plus five and you know they're not doing anything bad. But if you you know we've seen complaints not from the ganking community about this. Some of the loudest complaining I've seen is low sec guys who all they're doing is defending their citadel, yeah. right? And they have two fights yeah. defending a citadel and due to people who are aggressing and they have to defend, right? But it's there's a number of bat phones. It's not all people who go flashy first, right? And so in the course of a couple of fights, they'll take someone who has a plus five down to a minus seven. And now CCB is saying due to this, this player can't go dock in high sec. That's <clears throat> it's gonna have impacts that maybe they're not prepared for. So yeah. what I what I want to go campaign them for is to say, let's look at the formula and dramatically reduce the hit of every single one so that really is, so that this stuff ends up applying to the people who are, are going out and, and ganking in particular and griefing the, the low tier players. Another thing I would look at is something like, maybe there's, you know, first of all, you unwind the, the formula so that it's a lot less impactful, but then you can add a, an additional penalty if someone is shooting a player who has like less than 5 million skill points, for example, or is in it, maybe there's a, a penalty, like a, an additional hit if it's like a tech one and cruiser below, things like this. Mm -hmm. I, I'd be okay with those sort of things. I, so I think there's a lot more that they need to do here in terms of, of the potential impact and, and that hasn't really, it, it's hard to see without seeing it in motion. But I also feel like this is sort of bait for me specifically. It's hard to say they should not do any of this because it's also hard to say that sex status is good in its current form, right? Just because it, it just doesn't matter, right? So it's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, I know that you guys saw, I, I had mentioned this the other day too, um, to put in, to put you know to to give context uh when this all when you know the changes were announced um a lot of guys in my wormhole alliance talked about how they wanted to go out and, and participate in um the fact war stuff and so we we talked about how we could accomplish that because they still haven't finished allegiances yet uh, much to our chagrin collectively uh so we uh, decided to we set up an, another alliance that I you know that I, I still run um, specifically for the for faction warfare for Galamil. Um, shout out to Galamil, of course. Uh, and the downside to that has been or, or will be, especially you know if the if the changes go through as they've been announced. Um, you know there have been a handful of times I have alts in that alliance. Um, my guys have alts in that alliance, but for for some of the things we do, um, you know, I, I'll put my main in in those fleets, uh, you know, because it's not that big of a deal for me to you know add another tune in, um, you know, who can do some things and maybe those alts can't, uh, and then in those you know those situations uh, where you know there's fighting happening, there's a lot of back and forth, you're shooting flashies, maybe not flashies, 
And then next thing you know, you're, you know, you're down to, you know, negative five, negative six. Um, I've heard it, it said pretty consistently, the people who play in low sec actively spend a lot of their time around negative eight. Um, and you know, it right now it's not a huge deal. You know, I can just kind of go about my business through, there aren't, you know, there aren't any cops in J space either. Uh, but you know, the downside to this is that if this goes forward, you're, you are actively, and, and I said yesterday that the, the, the way this is being, the messaging is kind of weird, right? Because they're doing all this work to incentivize people playing the game in low sec. But if you don't play it a specific way in low sec, you're liable to take sec hits all the time due to no fault of your own, other than just playing the game the way CCP is, is as again, marketed recently that you should be playing the game. Uh, and if, if, if that, you know, if, if it goes the way that they're, you know, they want it to go, those same players are going to then take the hit for, um, you know, the sex status dropping. And then they'll be, you know, if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to compare two things, people who are actively playing the game in low sec and who are participating in those fights, that is cool and great, but they're at the same time, they're making the comparison between those people and people who are griefing. And I don't blame people who are playing the game in low sec for, I wouldn't say taking offense, but feeling kind of weird about that because what CCP is saying is you're going to be experiencing the same kind of consequences due to your play style as these people who we're actively trying to deter from playing the game a certain way. You know what I mean? So we've, and I know we've talked a lot. Uh, our people have talked a lot. Um, you know, internally and and with the devs about, you know, how we could, we could address this going forward. And I, I haven't heard any great solutions yet, but it, it isn't, I've, I've been telling people it's an ongoing solution. This isn't anything we've, we've figured out yet. I don't feel like. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm only encouraged by the fact that the existing formula for the sex status hit is really bad. And it's very obviously very bad as soon as you look at it for more than like 15 seconds. So I'm, I'm on a, I'm going to go on a campaign to get them to adjust it somehow. And I think that that would be a good start is to say, okay, let's not, let's not commit to these mechanics too hard, right? Really make it so that you're only going to ill position yourself. If you're very, very active by reducing right. the hit, other things they could talk about is really like specifically low sec is saying, if you're in low sec, then any given hit will not take you below minus two, for example, right? If it occurs in low sec. So you can't ultimately become an outlaw for something that happens in low security space. Right. There, these are things that we haven't even gotten into, but we it's a priority because clearly they've made it a priority that they want this stuff. Uh, and just to be clear, there, there are no... There's no docking penalties anywhere but high sec. So this is mm -hmm. not going right. to impact the low sec guys right. in low sec or doing faction warfare. But if they want to go to Jeter, they want to go to perimeter, then they're going right. to have trouble. Yep. And yep. I think in the, in the long run, the, uh, the other thing that I think they need to focus on is the ability to repair your sex status has been in the game for a while. You go to Jan, you go to another place that has a Concord Security Bureau, you buy, you somehow, you get your soldier tags either through ratting or you go and you buy them, although there aren't any on the market anymore because people are buying them up in anticipation of these changes. Yeah. Yeah. And you pay and you bribe Concord and they lower your sex status. The, right. the ability to do that needs to be a lot easier. And I think that that's a pretty uh, important thing that they need to look at. And then in addition to that, I think they also got to make sure that this does has the impact that it's supposed to have. And I want to address some of the stuff in the chat for a second. First of all, as much as I would like, and I think Kaz and, and Angry Mustache would like to take credit for CCP finally figuring out that if you nerf NullSec income into the ground, everybody in NullSec will quit. 
It took them two years to figure that out. And it was not us telling them all the time to do it. It was the player counts going into the toilet. Yeah. Now the player counts are starting to pick up because they made a DBS change. Is that bad for the game? No, it's great for the it's great for the game. Why? Because we need more people playing the game for it to be a game. Now I have one more question. Angry, you haven't said a word yet. What do you think yes. about this? So I'm actually primarily annoyed by how CCP dealt with concerns just that uh, always CCP never thinks about second order effects. And when if you bring them up, they'll say, well, well, okay, we'll deal with it later if it's a problem. Like this tag issue, uh, I'm I would presume that CCP's we have brought up the tag issue to them, the availability and the pricing of tags. That's not NDA because we said that. Uh, we can't tell you what the response is, but as you as you saw from this dev blog <laughs> that there's nothing changed about tags. Um, that's public also, not NDA breaking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I would say that based on their record in the last two years, I think CCP's understanding of the way that of how they think players respond to certain stimuli is different from what they think from what players actually do. And by the time they find out that their actions without considering how players react have already affected the player base significantly, i.e. part of the Yankee community quits and quits for good, uh, they will then try to close the barn door after all the horses have already left. And I mean, great going forward, but uh, that community's already gone. It's likely not even coming back. So and that's the problem. And I, I, yeah. I, I want to clue on what, what uh, Angry says, because I think it's true. And I think it's not just CCP problem. I think it's an everybody problem. We have a very, very bad tendency to be to, to assume that we can easily predict what people are going to do when a change is made. And it's easy for us to say stunt things like harden the fuck up, gankers. You know, everybody else has had to harden the fuck up. You got to harden the fuck up. Right, you know? right. But at the same but time, right. we're at this position where we've seen what happens when you get nerfed into the ground so much that you feel like there's no way to do what you want to do. And people people walk away from the game. Yeah. They don't they don't start trying to find new things to do. They just quit. Yeah, and we've seen that over the last three years more than anything. You you nerf Rorquals into the ground. You nerf Ratting and Nullsec into the ground. You change industry dramatically, and then you top it off with a, sub a subscription increase. And people just walked away. They didn't harden the fuck up. They said, "I'm getting the fuck out," and that's what happened. And so I feel like given giving in to the anti-ganking people so much in an effort to stop them from ganking new bros. Okay. I mean, I, there has to have been a better way to do that. I don't know whether this change is going to get rolled back. I don't know whether we want it to get rolled back. I don't know if we know if it's what the impact is actually going to be, or if we can accurately predict what the impact is going to be, I, but it is going to be something big and we'll see what happens as it plays out. And if it results in a bunch of people quitting, that's a damn shame. And another example of how, as Angry said, the company doesn't always think of second order effects. Go ahead, Cass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we're just going to have to see. Some of it is a media and communications problem, right? I'm sure that some of this is the fact that you have, you know, the the, the popular ganker who is on Twitch streaming is also AFK tethered in high sec as an outlaw all day, and suddenly that's a lot more obvious than it was just a couple of years ago that that's happening, right? So that's present in people's minds and CCP is aware of it. So uh, I, I, like I said, I feel a little bit in a bind. It's hard to say, well, you shouldn't do any of this to them because the system is broken, but I do think there's a serious case 
for making the other side of the system less impactful and then seeing how it shakes out. Right now, what they're doing is just making mostly one set of changes. And, and what they've done is pair it with the abyssal stuff in the hope that the abyssal changes will generate more suspects in HiSec for people to prey on without the, the criminal action. But that's it's not always the same thing. Really, what they should be doing is pairing this with we're going to, you know, essentially vastly reduce the the rate at which sex status becomes relevant to you, and then it really will be only relevant to the people who are sort of abusing the system. I would hope so. Right. Much, much more to say on this topic. Yeah, I, I think I think a, a a good balance, at least to as a and again, I think it's unlikely they're going to walk to walk it back at this point. Um, you know, if we've know if we know anything about the company, it's that once they have kind of committed themselves to something, they they are glad to charge forward, even if you know presented with evidence that you know maybe they're they're charging forward towards the edge of a cliff. Um, but <laughs> yes, I th I feel like a, a a good way to to kind of mitigate this issue at least in the short term, um, while still giving the, the company an opportunity to move forward with their plans. Would just be to change the amount of to, of sec hit you take in low sec. I mean, if if yep. if what you're trying to do is is deal with griefing in high sec, then sure, make those high sec uh, sec drops huge. Okay, but it in lore wise, it doesn't make a, a ton of sense either that you know the 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 empire cops are out there issuing minor citations for every single thing that happens in low sec, right? Like it, you know that that to me feels like. If they're going to do that, they can, you know, they can, you know, draw it back a little bit, make those tech hits less, you know, less significant. So you don't have to go buy tags after every fight. You might have to go buy tags after every 10 fights or every, you know, 15 fights or however else it works out. So you're not, you're not nerfing an entire play style because I, you know, as many people as there are griefing or ganking or whatever they want to, you know, CCP is trying to flavor of the day, um, address right now there are a lot more people playing the game in low sec than that and so yes you are you are you know it's kind of you know you know cutting off your nose to spite your face right like yep. it's 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 very much a situation where yeah okay this will probably address this one thing but by doing that you are absolutely blowing out low seckers who are just catching strays for no reason you know what i mean so got it all right, we have a lot more stuff we got to cover, so we're going to move on finally off this topic. We're moving on to the angry mustache portion of the show. We're going to do Pierce yeah. the Corporate Veil here and talk about the October MER that just came out. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, my you goodness. Have, you have your own graphic? It's Angry's favorite time. I love that. Let me talk about <laughs> That's so good economic stuff hey yeah. hey tell me what we're doing now you're the man okay this is the wrong one this is september one well this is the oh, this is the september one did i get the wrong one damn it okay run the graphic again the new one where is the new one there it is october yeah well i guess i should get rid of all of these different things that i had put out because they're mm -hmm. wrong that's yours <laughs> there you go all right that monthly economic report ready to go Okay, so this month has a couple interesting things and a couple new things, uh, courtesy of CCP Estimate, the new data scientist at uh, CCP, and the new things he added on his own time, which I really appreciate, uh, because essentially he's putting in more hours after work out of passion, which is something that 
you know you, you rarely find these days uh so this one uh, this uh so actually we don't need to show all these only a couple of these graphs are interesting tell me the ones that you want that are interesting Sure thing. Can we go back to actually? Let me pull it up my side. October monthly economic report. Do 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 do. Only a couple of ones that are interesting. So the first one I want to look at is the uh, asteroid ore volume mined over time. That okay. one. So that one is sort of uh, so up that one. There you go. So. Yeah. So one interesting thing to note here is that uh, during the mineral DNA rebalance, if you move certain ores to low sec, so right now you can only get isogen and noxium, mostly from low sec and some from Pockman. And what you notice on this graph is that low sec is a little orange band in the middle. It's never been big, but it was big for a little bit after the mining change. And now you see that it's back down to size again. And this would, and if you do anything industry-wise, you'll you'll know recently that uh, isogen and noxium have been spiking in price for uh, so that uh, right now bills are almost as expensive as they were at the peak of scarcity. Now, we don't know if this is low seckers quitting on mass or this could be them determining that uh, the that the ore isn't worthwhile to mine until it's this expensive. But uh, but. We're recently we're quickly approaching a point where building is going to be as expensive as it was during peak scarcity, and I hope that CCP does something about it. October is just the highest it's been so far, but going the, in the coming months, I can only see it going up. We go back. All right. The next interesting one is do 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 ah uh, isk sinks and faucets about halfway down. Let's go a bit. F yeah. That one. There you go. So this one doesn't show much of a story by itself. You see that the bounty prizes still sits at 24 trillion. But there is something you can see if you drill in uh, on the DBM change if in the past couple of days, uh, last couple of days of October. So uh, before anyone gets mad at wormholders because of 45 trillion in commodities, that's actually not because of them. It's because of an event. So if we go back and look at two graphs down, the uh, top 10 sinks and faucets over time. You can still be mad at wormholes. There's probably a good reason for it in there somewhere. Oh, they're out there. I mean, we can be mad at specific wormholes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so look at this that. one, if you look at the red bounty price, mm. price line, that is the effect of the DBM change. Um, so before and after is about a fifty, about fifty percent increase, maybe a bit less, bit more, over what it was before. And if you consider the average DBM of nullsec, this means it's not just the same people ratting at a hundred than what it was before. This is actually a decent, significant number of people coming back. And you can also see another portion of that, which is that the transaction tax spike after the DBM change. Now, why is that? I would reckon is that is that people have quit ratting. Bought new ratting equipment to do so. Um, <laughs> at the very hmm. bottom, it's the brown line that's trending downwards. The, the spike is the spike going downwards because it's a negative line. People bought enough stuff that it spiked the transaction data downwards. Interesting. But right before that, uh, in the middle, uh, there, Chris, can you draw like a uh, something pointing to the second spike uh, before the end? Uh, should be right on top of October. Give me a yeah. second. Yeah. Right here. 
Oh, uh, down, no, at the bottom, at the bottom. At the that's, bottom, never mind. Okay. Yeah, at the, the bottom, brown line. The brown transaction tax line. The brown line. The brown line. Yeah. Look at that. That thing there we is, go. is Plexageddon, so to speak. <laughs> so that is when CCP decided to make Plex per sub cheaper. And for that short weekend, uh, spiked the number of Plex transactions. And so much Plex was sold, you can sort of see that throughout the rest of this. Just imagine dollar signs in my eyeballs. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, Sorry, well, it's going to be great for CCP's Q3 numbers, but come <laughs> Q4, they might be... Uh, Seeing a different song since was great for my Q3 numbers. Great for my <laughs> Q3 right. is in the future. Q4 is in the future. We'll worry about that once Q4 gets here. <laughs> Let's go to the next. Can we go back? All right. And yeah, you can also see that in the um, velocity of ISK. You don't have to zoom into that one, but the velocity uh, of ISK graph has uh, has a, has a very obvious spike. Go down. Go down. Go down. There it stop. is. That little bump at the end that is from them selling all the plex wow so it's visible there and you, you, you can tell us that because only the plex part moved the non-plex goods uh, uh velocity did not move at all and hmm. the great. the new information that uh, was put just put in this month are the final two graphs of the of the mer so the first one is abyssals by entrance where is it down here? At the very bottom, second from the last. Go up. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Can we click on that for a second? Well, people can't see. So, if you're wondering why CCP might have chosen to put some uh, restrictions on where you can open filaments, you can see that uh, Jesus. sixty percent of all abyssal filaments were opened in high sec nine through ten. Which basically means JITA, because JITA, you cannot anchor an, a mobile depot to prevent people from uh, opening another filament right as you get out. And out of all the abyssal filaments, 90% is in high sec. So, so when, a, when an activity is that concentrated, uh, there might be a reason for CP to make a change. Now, the other one is also interesting because a lot of people have misread the um, market value of loot. Uh, a category and they think, oh, you know, abyssals are generating 25 trillion isk ri without risk. And it's true to an extent, but it's not completely true because you see the 7 trillion of abyssal filaments. The only purpose of that is opening more abyssals. And in business, that would be called COGS. It's a cost of running the site in the first place, and it's not necessarily revenue to you. <clears throat> but if you, you, I mean, you can sell them, right? So you can I mean, somebody's sell them, making but money. Some, but that buyer is also using them up to run their abyssals. Because why do you buy abyssal filaments unless you're running them yourself, or you're okay. speculating? But same difference. The yeah, end user the right, is another runner. Right, ultimately, the right thing to do is like this is a part of the economy that they generate. That is, is moving around, but it's not profit in terms of how much they're putting into the economy. Right? Yep. It's not a full faucet. Mm -hmm. Correct. And the last graph is why we have Mark here. Before, before we move on, I just want to highlight this again, because we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I didn't go into a lot of detail. CCP, in addition to the ganking changes in that same section, is now going to be disallowing certain tiers of abyssals based on sex, de uh, sex state. So certain tiers you can't run in high sec uh, in, certain t in certain places, certain tiers you can't run in low sec in certain places. You know, I, actually, no, I guess you can run anything in low sec or yeah. null sec, but you can't run anything in certain 
uh, bands of high sec, and you can't run any abyssals in 1.0 and negative uh, 0.9 systems, which is what we've seen here, because almost 60% of every abyssal that was being run was being run either in high sec, either in Jita or Perimeter, or in one of the other 1.0 systems, Amar or Dodixie or anywhere. And I mean, it made a lot of sense to do that for a lot of reasons, especially Jita, because in Jita, nobody can drop a mobile depot on your filament exit to stop you from jumping back in if they want to gank you. And you can instantly take your stuff, warp it to Jita, sell it and make your money. Yeah. So the, I mean, and that, that was completely riskless. There was no risk. The only risk you had running that site was dying in the site. And while that is a thing in the tier sixes for anything below like a tier five or so, those had been figured out and it was just free money for people playing the game in a way that does not allow them to interact with anyone else in the game. And that you might as well have been playing it, playing a single player version of Eve that whole entire time, which well, is not what this game is. And about. in particular, they were, they were especially invulnerable to gankers, right? With how Jita worked in the interaction there. So yeah, so what CCP has done is said, okay, no more 0.9 and 1.0. And then they started going from, for each band of sex status and high sec after that, they said, okay, at, at 0.8, the top three tiers of abyssals, four, five, and six will suspect flag you. If you're in 0.7, only uh, five and six will suspect fly you. And if you're in 0.6, only a, a tier six abyssal will suspect fly you. And then in 0.5, you can you can do whatever, you, you won't get the flag, right? So it's sort of tried to tier the rest of high sec to say some of these are, are high enough tier that you're gonna get a suspect flag and be vulnerable to someone who's not a ganker necessarily right or that they won't take a penalty for trying to get you so it'll be very interesting to see again how this shakes up like like everything the risk of something like this is that it just kills the play style now i'm not necessarily married to instance content in that way that i would be all that sad about that but but this is i think it's important that abyssals exist and are a part of even that people do run them because they're interesting to get those mechanics out there and have people experiment, right? That's not a bad thing. We just can't have them in, in this situation where they're just generating money and, and there's nothing anyone can do about them. So I'll be interested to see how this shakes out. And I, I hope, honestly, that the market value graph is similar in, in the next months, right? And that they continue to pump out money from somewhere that is not, that the orange graph is dramatically changed. Right. All right. So I, I want to respond to a couple of things in chat because we have a lot of very unintelligent people who are commenting quite a bit today. <laughs> the first thing I want to note is, God forbid people make Istaplex their accounts and buy ships and do other activities. And that's fine. That's what the game's all about. And to the person who got who complained that I said, it's not free money if you pay for a sub. Yeah, it is. Because playing for, this, paying for a sub, playing for Omega, that's a basic thing that you do to play the game. It's free isk when you go and you spend time and you generate money and there's no risk and you're not going to die. No one's going to kill you. You're not going to die from the from the PVE. Now, yes, people will run for tier fives. I've died in tier fives. Tier sixes are tough. Anything below that, you're generating money with no risk. And yeah, if people say, oh, well, that's great. I'm doing that because I have to plex my account. Everybody in the game has the same situation. Why should you be allowed to do it risk-free in high sec? when somebody else has to actually put risk in somewhere else. And the idea that people in NullSec are making trillions and trillions riskless has never been a, never been a thing, is not a thing right now. And I don't understand why people even say that. We can look at the graphs and you can see where the money in this game is being made. It's not yeah, riskless. Absolutely. And you look at the destruction numbers, it's not riskless. You know, even if you have a super cap umbrella, people still die 
under super cap umbrellas all the time. And that's a good thing Daily. because that means there's content for people playing the game. Abyssals take people out of the main game. They generate their wealth without any interactions with another player. Whereas at least in Nullsec, if you're ratting, there's a chance somebody can kill you. There's a chance you're going to die. There's a chance there are hunters out there actively hunting for you. In, in, in Nullsec, you can at least be attacked. In Highsec, the way that the Abyssals were set up before this was designed specifically so that there was no chance whatsoever that you were ever going to die from another player. And you, un unless you are really bad at this game, you were never going to die from the Abyssals too. So that's what we mean when we say riskless stuff. And that's not, that's not what this game's been about. There are a lot and of bad it, players playing this game, let's be it, real. Yeah. There's, yeah. This, uh, there's a, a specific guy in chat who is, keeps going on about riskless and LSEC or whatever, and there's this narrative. Don't, don't, just, just ignore him. Don't, don't, he no, he is mean, clearly it, trolling for things. Don't even funny. bother. It's just don't even bother responding. Don't I even bother responding. These people down here, if just so dumb. Move on to the next topic of discussion. Right, don't even, right. don't even address people like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta get these angry. Did you want to go over the other? Did you want to go over the other? Um, though, I I, I do. Oh, never stop posting. The, there's a graph. The the next one is the reason we have Mark on this. We might have marked this one, which is uh, finally CCP has given us the wormhole income breakdown. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> so this, wormhole income uh, breakdown. So this one's actually quite difficult to read, Briss. Can you zoom in on one so the text is more legible? Yeah. yeah. So. Can you link me this one real quick, Angry? I want to pull it up on my screen too. I don't have it in front sure of me. Sure thing. Oh, thank sure you. thing. Uh, Wait, we were talking about risk-free, right? So now we have to talk about wormholes. Ooh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I put it in chat if you're looking at it. Uh, uh, I'll also put it. I'll drop it in to you in Discord as well. There we go. Awesome. Thank you. So the peculiar thing about wormholes is that uh, they're great, and fun, and don't need to be touched. That is true, but also that blue loot needs to be moved to. Uh, Blue loot not only has to be moved to high sec to sold, it also has to be moved from wormholes into other wormholes into high sec through chains to be sold. Mm -hmm. And what this means is that the met the logic by which you count uh, blue loot generation is the net flow of blue loot in and out of a wormhole. And while this may not be accurate month to month because people store blue loot and they you know they don't move to sell it immediately after they get it. Over time, it should average out to be about the right number. Right mm -hmm. now, we only have one month. As we have more data in the future, we'll even out those variations. But what you can see here, um, and I've gathered into a slightly more visible form, uh, if we can brisk, if we can bring up slide number doo -doo 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 -doo, two. Not that one. This Not that one. That's, that's the round one. one. Right. So we can sort of check. I, I've sort of just compiled CCP estimates data into the net blue loot thing on the side to show roughly how much blue loot each category of wormhole generates. So C, mm -hmm. you can see C1, C2, basically none. No, almost nothing. C3, what? Yeah, almost nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. C3, C4, there's more in C3 than C4, and I presume that's because C3 hit gets case-based statics, and a lot of low-effort day trippers take their Drake or their whatever into C or their Praxis into C3 and farm some blue loot mm -hmm. and they leave. Uh, C5 is where the bulk of the money is, and you see that. Yes, CCPS. I'm sorry, but the plebs can only understand pie charts. I tried to show song keys to my corporate management. They don't understand it. Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in chat. Yeah, I mean this this graph is is kind of what I was expecting. the The biggest interesting thing for me was um, 
not to jump ahead, but the it's destroyed, I think is interesting for net blue loot. It's curious. I think that, um, C3s are so much higher than C4s when it was not that long ago that we were, there was somebody uh, at CCP, a certain uh, chest-haired individual who was telling me in the in the wormhole or Discord that C4s were generating more blue loot than any other hold type. I'm going to have to check out who that was. Um, oh, but whoever is there wrong? Whoever was, was very wrong, CCP Kestrel. Um, so <laughs> with, <laughs> with that being said, yeah, this all, this all kind of makes sense to me. Um, I mean, I, there's, there's no two ways around it. Blue loot's still good. Um, blue loot's still, you know, the, a, a driving force in the economy. Uh, I certainly would like it to be less of a driving force in the economy, but not through nerfs to blue loot, of course. Um, and I, I, mean, I would like, to, listen uh, no, I, I know you're right. I, I, what I say looking at this graph is I want to see uh, some buffs to the person sieging C6. Yeah, that's what this graph tells me. Right. So, free what, comment. No, I, I what you're gonna, what you're seeing here is is the effect of the Marauder buffs. I think more than anything else, um, and that's why I mean C6 is it, it is con there's considerably more money coming out of C6 sites, uh, you know, compared to C5s and especially C4s. Well, you're um, misreading it. Five is 14, six is seven. No, no, no. Six is seven is, C6 is nine trillion, C5 is 14. That, right, right. Yeah, what what I'm saying is that, right, you, you are, but there are also tons of empty C5s. Um, right. I mean, tons and tons of empty C5s that are just being, you know, ground up by, you know, let's say, Roach fleets. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Roach fleet, effectively. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I, I did. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to say it. I mean, I, I you know, I listen, people got to make their money however they got to make their money. You know what I mean? It, it, it is the way it is. I, I do see, you know, I, what I would, you know, I, I would, I don't know if the numbers are there, if, it, if, if it's something that could be, but blue loot generation. I mean, we could do sleeper kills by, well, I don't know if we can, can we pull sleeper kills by, they can, but the issue is um, the, the the loot dropped by each mob is a range. Right. So you can only get a close enough, and you'll never – and I think that's actually less accurate than this. And yeah. uh, the number – if you try by sites, right, the number of uh, rats that spawn per site is also variable. So. I would I would like to see – and I think everybody would, would – well, a lot of people would agree with me that while we have made some strides in addressing the – the paladin proliferation in in j space sites especially in c5s um we're not quite there yet we we were able to address the 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 bastions uh scram issue that was that was a, a problem for a little bit um of course it was a drop in the bucket when you compared to the the issue of those sites not scramming in general or not spreading scrams um so there are issues there uh the fact is you know it's it is it is uh you know, more cost. It's more expensive to do rat and dreads right now. It's riskier to rat and dreads right now. Um, it's, it is, is so people will, you know, if, if you're given the option, they'll, they'll take the easier option. The easier option right now is marauders. They're very strong. You know, you can, you can set up a marauder farm with almost no effort, you know, a couple billion Iskin ships yeah. and an Astra and you're printing money. So, um, while the, the, the number of, of, of the blue loot, you know, uh, our, our our blue loot exports consistently are higher than I think I would, you know, I, a lot of people would, would like them to be. 
I would, I, I think the numbers themselves are fine. I just wish they were split up more between, um, I mean, this is, yeah, and this is the one. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought this one up. This slide specifically is uh, concerning in a lot of ways. Um, not that dreads were ever overtly abundant in, in, in those high-class sleeper sites, uh, but the fact that they have been so wildly eclipsed not just by Lashak Nestor, which was always good or has been good for the last couple of years, but by by marauders that can, you know, Lashak Nestor, not to say that it is a, um, you know, it was ever so, I don't know. I, I think that if, if the if the day-to-day the, the -day player numbers were the same as they were back in 2020 or maybe even the middle of 2021, you would see those marauder numbers being up even higher than they are now. Effectively, even though it looks like, you know, the, the numbers are still, I would say, honestly, a lot of those marauder kills, this isn't, uh, this is just total kills, right? This is, isn't. Yeah. This is average daily uh, losses. Yeah. So this counts PVE and PVP. Yeah. I, I think um, it, it is, it is more likely that a lot of that most of those um, Nestor Lashag kills are actually not coming from, PVE sites. I, if I was just going to speculate, uh, because the the Nestor and the P or in the Lashak are still both really popular in wormhole fleets, especially uh, those heavy armor fleets that we all like to talk about so much. So, um, does this mean we need to nerf Marauders? I don't know, man. I mean, I I you know, you talk to six different people, you'll get six different answers. Unless you're talking to Brisker Ball, in which case you'll get one answer. And that answer well, is no. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> and now listen, now folks can say what they want about Marauders and everything. And people may not like the fact that this graph shows massive numbers of Marauders being used, whereas before they were using battleships and Nessers and Leshaks. I don't have a problem with this. This is people playing the game. They're actually yeah. in space. They're doing stuff. Yeah. That's not well, a bad thing. Wrong, but this graph is about losses. Yes, it is right. right. So that's good. Losses, losses are well. It, it is good. losses as a proxy for kills because right. Yeah. So we don't the, have this we don't have ship hour usage. The, the total number is higher here, right? Well, but it, but you but the thing to look at is the dread slide is just right. that sure. Uh, what you see before the thing is that Nestor Lashak existed alongside dreads marauders partly also due to the dread price change, right, have completely displaced them. Mm -hmm. So what people use, the people, the, the fleets of people used to do to kill dreads and wormholes, that activity is as dead as killing supers. Well, I mean, okay, that got a recent resurgence, but uh, but it's even just, after the dread price nerf, like dread usage and wormholes have not come back because Marauders are just better. Listen, the real issue here is that we don't have a ship usage chart uh, because CCP estimate is a coward and won't give us that that, that uh, internal data. Look, I want to see. I want to see. They, what, they don't even keep that data. How dare you? What people undock with? How long they're undocked with it? And what they're doing on a, on a minute to minute oh, basis? Yeah. I, the, the, I, you know, so it, mean. I to, our, to our I hero, you, CCP estimate. estimate. I love you, CCP estimate. Please Mark, don't. that is the dream of director vision since time immemorial. I know, I, <laughs> and that's that's why. That's why it's so frustrating sometimes sitting here because I could speculate about a, a zillion different things, and I can tell you all these different theories about why things are the way they are and why you know they, they're showing up a certain way and why the numbers look like the way they do. But the fact of the matter is, without knowing what you know, I, I, I don't, I cannot tell you how many dreads are undocked on a given you know weekday crabbing in their holes. I can't tell you how many marauders are undocked, and I can't compare those numbers to what they were like 
you know, six months just, ago, a year just ago. Just put an alpha alt in every single wormhole, Mark. I mean, I, you know, it, that's never gotten anything right? before. We don't we do have that. we don't have do those fucking observatories that you guys have to deal with. It's not a bad idea. It would be it would be a pain in the ass, but it's not a bad idea. I I just I. I wish that we had more dreads in space. I wish you would see more dreads. As and you know, and while I'm everybody here, does, I know. And while I'm sitting, here, yeah, let's bring yeah. capital escalations. Thank back. you. I'll it talk was. to the guy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, now let's calm down. Let's not get crazy. I, I, I don't hate capitalists. Listen, I. The fact of the matter is, people I just get ex- like causing trouble. People don't get excited. Do. People don't get excited about killing marauders. I, I'm just. I'm gonna. I get excited about killing marauders. I love right. killing marauders. How All is right. it not exciting? They're they're listen billions here. of isk. All right, granddad. If you calm kill down. Them. I, listen, I got it. The, the, I think yes, I've killed two marauders them. in my a lot entire of Eve experience, so I'm excited when I get to kill one. I'm just. But saying. in comparison to the idea of killing a dread, killing a dread now with its with the fucking flames coming out the side and the bigger guns. Hey, I have no problems killing dreads either. I don't know a lot more dreads in my career than marauders though. That's Sorry. probably true. That's probably true. And, you know, I guess for for wormholers specifically, the difference between the two is, you know, you see um, dreads so rarely now that when you do, you know, if you see a dread undocked, that's a max ping. Like, oh, my gosh, there's a there's a unicorn three holes down. Like, we have to do something with this. So, you know, if we can. No make- wonder people don't feel them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right there, you go. Well, okay, and yeah, it was all part of the same ecosystem of problems, right? This is the same the same system of nightmares is that people don't want to feel them because they know the minute they undock, there's like everybody's coming. Everybody's coming, right? The only way that you can counter that is by making them, you know, either better and and you know more dangerous to to people who you know, which I don't think is necessarily the the answer here, but just finding a way to make them more prolific in space. Uh, and it, whether we do that by, you know, adjusting the sites themselves, whether we do that by, you know, adjusting, uh, you know, or making them less expensive, which, you know, I would certainly be on board for. Yeah, um, I'm really, really interested yep. to see what the um, what the the change up is going to be when the new Navy dreads uh, are introduced to the 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 crab meta. Me too. Uh, I I myself am am, am currently uh, I. I <laughs> I injected into a, into Moros guns last night for that reason because I think the new oh, Moros well, was fucking uh, cool. Oh god! I, well, you know, so I have to say cool. that the, the new fleet Moros, and I'll pull oh, it up. It's got that big old. It. Oh, it's, yeah. The fleet, the new, it the looks, new mm. Moros Navy issue is not that bad that, looking. It actually old, compared to the ugly ass. Moan, yeah, it right. looks like it just looks like a. Mm. It like looks I, like I, it looks mean. The other Moros looks like. Like a derp. This one yeah. looks like a mean kind of ship. This, and I this one it. looks like it. It doesn't. It doesn't walk into a room. It like presents itself. It comes right. in. And it's like hello. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to like the previous Moros, which is like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it just it looks fucking. St- so yes, I think I mean, that this I, Moros you want to fly it. Other the other the original Moros you want it to die because then you don't have to look at it anymore. Yeah, I mean, how, that's I've got it, it pulled up on my screen right now. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. It's, I'm sitting in a Moros right now, and I got to tell you, I hate it. Guys, I hate it. It's I, I hate it, it, every minute of it. It's ugly. So, aside I had one more as a suitcase, and when it died, I was very pleased. <laughs> aside from the aesthetics of the thing, I, I just, I think that adding, adding these new options will, will shake things up and make things more exciting, and maybe, maybe get to the point where, and yes, there's a, there's a very wise individual in chat right now, 
uh, name by the name of uh, Cyrus Karush. Uh, some random, I'm sure some rando guy, obviously not important to anybody in J space, uh, but he's right. <laughs> the, the new dreads are cracked, especially in J space. And so I'm hoping that'll convince people to undock these dreads and, and participate in fights more. I mean, dreads themselves are, are, are by nature a vulnerable target, especially in J space, because you can't just jump in some of your friends. You have to, you know, there's a whole ecosystem of planning and, and, and organizing to get dreads to any one point. So the, the fact that the new dreads, especially the new, if you put haws in these dreads, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God. They're going to be so much. Fun How long is it going to take you guys to start putting those? I mean, you guys have to build them in there, right? So you got to start, you're going to start building immediately. Yes. Oh. Yes. Without question. They're so gangster, dude. I, I cannot wait. And that's the kind of thing I think that, you know, when we were talking early on about, um, you know, at, at the beginning of our term for CSM, we talked, well, well, what's the biggest issue? And the biggest issue is, is getting people in space. Okay, well, how do you get people in space? Well, the biggest thing, you know, off, off, the, off the bat was make their day-to-day lives less uh, of a pain in the ass, right? So you adjust the DBS, you adjust the industry figures, you find ways to make people, you know, not have to, to, to you know, pick and, and, and piecemeal together an existence out here, and then you give them cool shit. And I think the biggest reaction was, because I, I can tell you right now, ahead of time, I was like, we're just getting a couple of Navy ships, like, what's the big deal here? But then they released the new models, and they showed the new those new fucking trailers, and then everybody's like, holy, like, holy Christ, I've had people who I haven't talked to in years come back and be like, yo, man, those new dreads look pretty sick, though, bro, I might come back and play this game again. And I'm like, yeah, go. good. Excellent. Thank you. And I'm I'm telling you, you good people of goons and and your constituent, you know, groups. I'm telling you right now, CCP hears this, and they so they, they have seen that you know they woke up one day and they're like, whoa, 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 line go down. We didn't think line could go down, and now they've made these changes and lines are going back up, and they're like, line going up. Hmm. What do we do to continue to make line? Go? How do we make this still happen? I mean, we did these things. We we put in new ship and made a, a bad ship worse, or the fucking <laughs> Munin made made two good ship worse. Fuck Munins forever, by the make way. Make other go ship ahead. better and line go up. Very curious how line go up. It is nice to be mm-hmm. around for a portion of this part of the cycle, mm. right? The yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I've been yeah. on the part of the cycle that's been going down for a while, so seeing it go back up <laughs> makes me happy. It is. We're it glad is, you got another year in your brisk. It is goodness. crazy. It is crazy to me that, you know, it has happened. And I won't say, and, and this is not to say, you know, CCP or, C, or the, rather the CSM, we're all sitting around over here, like jerking each other off, talking about like, oh, we did such a good job, mission accomplished, and that's the end of it, right? We know that the job's not done. There's a lot of stuff we still want to work on. I personally have, I have wormhole-specific stuff. I would like to get done, maybe not in this term, maybe next term, uh, Mark Resurrectus 2023, just putting that out there. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is, the fact that people are now talking about the game again, people seem excited about the game again. I made the joke at the beginning about it being about Reddit, but that's not even that much of a fucking joke because that community is not small and they're right. super toxic for the <laughs> longest time. I mean, the Reddit, the, 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 the R-Eve community is the most toxic toxic game one of the more toxic gaming communities i've ever been on and even that no community woke up one day and was like you know they might be onto something here so yeah you know we're not done yet but if ccp sees the player reaction 
continuing to build on top of the stuff that they've been working on over the last couple of months, then yeah, I mean, fuck, like that's that's what we're here to do, man. Like that's what we're trying to get them to see. And I think now they're finally seeing it. They again, they woke up the day they saw the line go up, and they were like, "Okay, all right, I see what you're in. I see what you're into there, there you player go. base. You you just wanted us to give you cool stuff and not make it such a pain in the ass to get it. All right, we'll see. What How we can hard do is with that, that? Right? How hard so, is that? That's my rant right. for the day. CCP will recognize, uh, you know, the difference this makes if people respond to it the way they have been responding to it. And I'm, I'm and excited. That's what to- I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Now, it is five sixteen. The show's not over yet, and here's the reason why: two things. One, Mountain Frank is champing at the bit outside my door to get in here, and second, next week we're taking the week off. It's the first week of the Alliance tournament. Plus, it's daylight savings time, so the time change for the show is going to be different. i got to make sure you guys know about that. We'll talk about that at the very end of the show. But because we're not going to be here next week, get a little bit more content than you normally would. Frank is here. He wants to talk about fraternity. He wants to talk about tests, and then he's got some other stuff. So if you guys wait one second, I'm going to go grab Frank for an Imperium update. Is that okay? Are you guys? Can you guys sit here and hang out with us for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Be right back. You've never met Frank? I've never met Frank. I've been... won't shut up will you no you're like the most talkative bunch of little grandmothers i've ever seen you can't stop talking to each other for more than oh, five minutes oh i can't God. believe this i had no idea how, how toxic been, right? fountain frank is Jesus. wow hi hello hi guys it's fountain frank i have a couple of things i got to talk to you about today but first of all i need to correct the record okay Chris gets in here at the top of the show talking about, oh, it's Guy Fawkes Day. It's November 5th and 1605. Nobody cares. November 5th. A red letter date in the history of science. Briss doesn't even mention it. Oh, but I will. Because you know what happened today? This is the thing. Today, November 5th. 67 years ago, in 1955, the greatest physicist of all time, Dr. Emmett L. Brown, was standing on a toilet, hanging his clock. He slipped and fell. He hit his head. And when he woke up, he had a vision, an image in his head, an image of this, the flux capacitor, which what makes time travel possible. That's what happened today. It's November 5th. Not that bullshit guy fucked. The guy didn't even kill anyone. Thank, thank he you, fucked Frank. it up. I'd have forgotten about this. Frank, you're an icon. I got to be honest. I would have forgotten as well. Thank you so much. November 5th, 1955. Now. 
I'll never this was important that. to remember. And if you think that's crazy, you guys did. Did you guys see what happened here? This is the craziest shit. Fraternity expels. Oh boy. A uh -oh. 300 man corporation from its group for what? The old RMT. 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 Uh oh. Whoa. Can, I, can I ask you a question? How much money do you have to RMT to get kicked out of fraternity? Well, I mean, I don't know the answer, but but it sounds like these guys might. We should have had them. On the I was going to say right? we need to invite them on, man. They know what that they know what that limit is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. When your leader is the most famous RMT -er of all time, and even he can't put up with your bullshit, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Now, I know Powerball is tonight. I'm guessing they had to have at least done something in the order of a couple hundred million dollars worth of RMT. Otherwise, I can't imagine they got kicked out of fraternity. But wow. That yeah, was the first thing that was crazy that happened. That is a new. That is a, that is a heck of a news item when you put it that way, Frank. <laughs> I'm just saying. And the second thing is, this is the other thing. We heard today. We heard earlier in this week. Test Alliance, please ignore Lord Robin. One of their fleet commanders has decided, wrote a long manifesto in a talking theory. about yeah. Test, who he doesn't like who he thinks is to blame for all of the bad things that have happened to test. And he's going on leaving and going somewhere else. This was huge news. This was, was. huge news. Why was this huge news? Mm. Because nobody had any fucking idea. Test was still a thing until he made this post. They're still a thing. Apparently I had no idea. I thought they were dead months ago. Uh, there are mid-sized wormhole corps with more active players than test Lance right now. They have like 44 people online. I'm sure Angry Mustache has more alts active in PvP <laughs> than in test. Who knew they were still a thing? I can't believe it. Yeah, this is a sad one, boys. I got to be honest with you. I was in test once upon a time uh, back during the uh, the the first of the test versus B wars. Uh, I did not have fun. Did not like it and left and then never looked back. So uh, I guess it's, it's not really that sad for me. I no, that was your I fault. Mean, look, yeah. I just died because Mark quit. That's true. I feel so terrible about this, right? Like I'm I'm so old school in Goosehorn terms. Like I, when my corporation joined, we had a couple of systems, but Test had come and crashed in Declan also a couple mm. months earlier. So they predate me by just a little bit and they were up in what was then, but now, it has lost that name in the intervening years, but it was called the testogram, right? Mm. This little pentagram of systems up in Declan. So I, you know, to me, test was the, you know, they were our buddies, right? So all, all that has happened after the repeated wars, and now this is just, it's sad, right? It was, and it was sad to see, and I don't even blame half of the people in that post, right? A lot of, a lot of the, the progression of what has happened to them was sort of unavoidable after the way the war went, went the way it did, right? And, and that that's down to the people who are not in test, right? The war didn't have to end the way it did. 
all of their allies could have said, you know what, we can't beat goons, but we'll shack up down south and prevent Legacy from losing all their stuff. But of course, they didn't have the energy to do that either. They just wanted to pack it in and get back to the drone regions and not deal with us as fast as they could, right? So there's a ton of people that could come in for some criticism in that post that are just getting left out. And I, I understand why that is, right? Uh, but really, what we should be talking about, te Test's fate was never in those people's hands in the first place, right? I, I, I don't know, because um, up until like multiple months into Outer Passage, if you ask who was strong between Test and Brave, almost everyone would still say Test. Yeah. And it was only after multiple months in Outer Passage doing absolutely nothing yep. that people would clearly say Brave is the stronger of the two. And is that even in Test situation after the winter, there was still a chance to turn things around, just that they didn't. Yeah, I mean, they just had to go do something. That's an understatement. Right? Mm, but they didn't. spent a long time they they spent a long time telling themselves that we were going to come after them, right? And didn't notice that, that we had been saying test is next, and then we started saying test is now, right? And they started dying right on schedule. And, and so it's unfortunate to be like in the profit position, but that's life, right? We didn't even have to shoot life, them. Right? They just they kind of just like fell over on the ground and like died. Yeah, it was funny. We didn't yeah. have to do anything. Yeah, that's the, the true wow. value of Testus Next is scaring Test and they killing themselves. That was it. That was it. We All right, and the we final didn't, we didn't thing. Lie. We said Testus now. Anyway. Well, and, I, the, and then they I, were, I, and now they're gone. Yeah. I want to. I, I and Lord Robin is out, and that was one of the last FCs. And I guess, I mean, I'm sure we'll, he'll be welcomed into Horde soon enough, like everybody else from every other group, I want including to, uh, the Imperium. I want to. I, I hate to interrupt you, Frank. And I know you, you've got a thing you're trying to get to, but I have one I, more thing, and then I'm done. I promise this will only take a second. This does remind me of there's a a, a legend in wormhole space, and I'm not going to name names, but there was a group one time that uh, had uh, some suspicions. Let's say that there was another group uh, building uh, carriers and, and dreads inside their Asbel, um, and so in order to keep the this other group from undocking all these dreads and carriers from the asbel and in force and and you know evicting them from the from their home they uh, destroyed their own asbel that was not full of dreads and carriers uh, and it really does it, you know it's, it's it's a strong message to send to your player base that i would rather not die by the hand of a goon but by my own hand right now here in obscurity that's it rest in piss test alliance please rest in piss there you go now speaking of piss that warm feeling we all felt earlier this week was the little baby fizzle that was this stellar transmuter phenomenon bullshit in HiSec. I was so excited about the idea that we could watch in real time as a star explode and kills everybody that I went to Turner and all I got was my damn interceptor in... 20% hull. It was a massive, crazy, exciting thing we were looking forward to. And what we got was a giant wet fart of a flashing sun and some blown up shit. And yes, of course, if you look in the background, there's a busted ass station off of the planet and the planet's got all kinds of fire and shit on it now. But I wanted everybody to die. So it was a subnova instead of a supernova. Yeah, is that what I'm yeah the star yeah. is still there. Everything oh. around, like there were some Fortizars that dummies dropped that got blown up and stuff, and that was fine. <laughs> okay. And okay. that was cool, and I liked watching the Fortizars blow up. But I'll tell you, man, 
As I sat there and I didn't explode, I was disappointed. I got to be honest with you. I, I I agree, man. It's it's such a missed opportunity. I think not only could they have the opportunity to wipe everybody on the grid, which would have been itself hysterical, they should have just killed the sun. I mean, you you right. have, blow it I, the fuck up. I wanted to see a blow. I want to see a blow. I want to see that system go dark, like dark, dark, like cannot see, pitch fucking black. You've killed the sun. That would have been gangster. And then instead, they've just. I mean, I'm Maybe sure they're got, leaving that for us. Right, yeah. that, that would be cool, man. Maybe mm-hmm. Frank will get to blow up a star. T2, can you imagine right. T2 supers are just our star killer weapons? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 it was All pretty right. funny that uh, FT, FRT called a CTA to anchor that uh, <laughs> that Ford. Of course, they and thought, of course they did. Of course they did because they thought it would be like a legacy uh-huh. or like talk family that just blew everything up. All right. I'm out of here. I'm going to go back and let Brisk uh, get back in here to finish out the show. You guys can chat amongst yourselves. I will see you all later. Thank you for watching. Never forget November 5th, 1955. Love that guy. You guys can talk to each other. It's okay. Oh, thank God. We were afraid people could hear us. Uh, You should have done the mission accomplished thing with all your medals. I'm pretty sure we are still on screen right now. As yes, oh, we, we absolutely no, we are. We are. I'm for seeing myself. Yep. 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 This is interesting. So yeah, man, that Turner thing kind of pissed me off. I mean, it was cool, but like missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. We, how did we go this entire show without talking about the hack changes? I mean, oh we did some oh of that last week. Uh, we, we already talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We did some last week. So, what, but yeah, give give us the 60 second elevator pitch on what happens in wormholes with hacks, Mark. Uh, almost not. Well, the biggest difference is going to be that Serbs uh, are dead now. Serbs have been kind of the, the for a lot of different reasons, kind of the. Yeah the go-to for a lot of home defenses just because okay. they out they outrange they outrange everything you can get a serb to shoot out to 300 kilometers yep uh with heavies and um they outrange paladins i mean there was a that that fight i was telling you about angry the uh that that paladin fight where exit strategy and wholesale parabellum and mgla brought a blob of like 50 or 60 paladins to vix uh Sus, uh, the defenders had a huge blob of Serbs for that reason because they could stay out of the range of beams. Um, right on. And and that was no more of that. That's dead now. That's dead. That's dead now. Very sad. So, they, so this has not been a problem for you guys in anywhere near the way it was out of Calcet. There are not that many groups who fly hacks and wormholes anyway. Um, Thank God. P3Cs are are kind of are were the meta for a long time. Um, now it's a mix of things. Lashaks are still pretty good. Paladins are obviously you know the the meta defining bullshit right now. So uh, I I think for there was a very brief period of time. Yeah, this, this guy and this another rando here in chat uh, mentions absolutions are still good. Damnations are good. So right, it's cool. it's a lot more. Um, I would say for brawls, it's a lot more uh, battle cruiser, command ship heavy. Um, you know, with the exception of again, there's one very degenerate group. Uh, I cannot recommend anybody join them because of their. It's it, it, it just it cannot be said how much of a miserable group this is. 
there's a group called Singularity Syndicate, extremely degenerate. They only fly tangus now. Uh, they have uh, their CEO is kind of a mad person. Who I I think maybe are uh, they drink. more degenerate than Turbofito Glory? Uh, it, it, it hard to I mean is the it truth is truth compare? is maybe not, but Turbofito Glory does okay. not have nearly as many active players right now, unfortunately. Right. So okay, got it. Uh, I think maybe their CEO drank gasoline or had a head injury or something, and now they only fly uh, Tangus uh, and uh, and Lokis. So which is to say, you know, those are both good. I mean, the T threes are good. Um, you know, that that's kind of been the thing. So we won't, we won't see too much of that. Um, you know, you'll never see a Munin fleet in, in warm, you know, and little stuff here and there. Lucky you. Of, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we flew sacks one time um, uh, when my group was a lot younger, just because we didn't have enough tunes trained into legions. So we flew sacks, but we kind of got away from that. They're just not, they don't tank as much. Um, and yeah, so I, I, but we're we're all very excited about the changes because the changes introduce new options. I mean, there may be, uh, it, it, you know, I can tell you right now that Serb that I said is straight up dead. Have you seen the tank numbers on the Cerberus, the new Serb? It is ungodly. You can get a Serb without too much trouble to tank four thousand DPS per second. It is unreal what you can do with those Serbs. Uh, so who knows, man? Maybe the maybe th this is going to be the. The, the fucking difference now. Maybe this is going to be easy soon. Now. I hope so. Soon. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is 5.30. We are way over time, but wow. that's because you are the best audience in EVE Online and you deserve an extra show, bit of a show, especially since we're not going to be here next week. So you guys can all tune in to the Alliance Tournament, which starts next weekend. Next two weekends, Alliance Tournament. I think we'll probably be back the weekend after because we want to talk about the expansion, which is yeah. dropping Tuesday, November the 8th, Uprising. The first EVE expansion that is an actual expansion in a long time. Lots of changes. New ships, changes to the meta, things we've been asking for. Heraldry, which we haven't even really talked about, uh, is, is going to be in the game. It's and so we're all looking forward to seeing what the impact is going to be on the player base. We are hoping and hopeful that we will finally get the numbers up. Now... Programming notes. First of all, one, tomorrow, if you are in the United States, it is daylight savings time. That means we all fall back an hour. That means the meta show time from now on will be 2100 Eve until we are done with the standard time and go back to daylight savings time in the spring. So 2100 Eve starting probably the week after next when we have our next show. Remember to be there. We'll ping everybody out. We'll try to make sure you all remember that that's, that's the time because that's when we're going to be back. For those of you in the UK, you already had summertime and not last week, so you probably missed part of the show because you didn't realize we were still on our time. And we are happy that you made it in to see us at some point during the day. Last thing I want to say, for the record, not only is my mic better than Asher's, so is my voice. And I want to thank you all for watching the Meta Show. This has been... Angry Mustache, Kazanir, and Mark Resurrectus alongside me, Bruce Grubal. We had Fountain Frank stop by to chat about stuff. We're looking forward to seeing you guys next time on the show. And if you haven't had a chance, make sure that you check in. We are going to be doing a raid here real quick to see Cendric Gamer. Cendric Gamer is, is in the process of doing a 24-hour stream for Extra Life, which is a charity that will benefit Children's Miracle Hospital, Hospital Network. We're going to go raid him after the show. Tune in, donate a little bit of money, help out with those kids that we always want to help because this stream, along with others, have been doing a ton of things. In addition, if you want to, 
There is a sale, and I hope you watch Rampage Incorporated. We're doing sales for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. I don't have the link available right now, but eventually, if you come watch us on Rampage Incorporated, we will show you. We have paintings. Mrs. Brisk has sold over $10,000 worth of paintings. Every penny of it has been donated to charity. We are a charitable stream here at INN as well as at Rampage. So we're looking forward to you guys tuning in and helping us as we help kids around the country. Everybody, thanks for watching the show. This has been the Meta Show for November 5th, 2022. Thanks for watching, and you stay classy, New Eden. Ready?